Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionists and dietitians from Nutritional Weight and Wellness. We explain the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned for practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through real food nutrition. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down the cobblestones. Looking for fun and feeling groovy. Well, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I am Leah Wetzel. I'm a licensed nutritionist, and I'm also a board member of the Minnesota Board of Dietetics and Nutrition Practice. This is a board that oversees the practice of all of the nutritionists and dietitians in Minnesota. Each state has their own regulatory board and rules. And in Minnesota, we really are progressive state and require that everyone who is giving nutrition advice to be licensed. You know, I have been licensed since 2011, and I work with clients every week to help them overcome their health problems through eating real food. As many of our listeners know, at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, we always start with food first. And personally, I truly understand the power of food because through eating non-inflammatory foods, I've been able to put my two autoimmune diseases into remission, and I am a true believer. That's right? wonderful. Yeah. Leah. Thanks. Good morning, listeners. My name is Kara Carper, and I've been a licensed nutritionist since 2010. And I'll be co-hosting today's show, Dishing Up Nutrition, with Leah. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you a few questions. This is for the listeners. So this may pertain to you. The first question is, do you ever get headaches? Second question is, do you get headaches weekly, monthly, are you getting them several times a year? And then a third question, when do you get headaches? You know, people get them at different times. Right. Sometimes it's in the fall if there's more mold in the air. Mm-hmm. It might be when the furnace goes on, you know, the first time that you turn right. the heat on in, yep. the, in the winter. Or maybe it's after you've had a cold and you're all clogged, clogged up and right. your sinuses are plugged. Yep. And then, you know, we'll be talking about sinus headaches today as well. Are you someone that experiences sinus pain and sinus headaches? Hmm. So if you're listening and you answered yes to any of these questions, stay tuned because we're going to cover all of those different scenarios. There's not one size fits all with this, is there? No, no. no, It's Actually, it's a pretty complex topic. It is. So we're going to try to get in as much as we can with at least the sinus headache portion and migraines. Um, we're going to give proven solutions that our clients have found to be very effective. Right. And perhaps you experience migraine type headaches that relate to your hormonal cycle. For some women, headaches will show up two to three days before their period and turn into full blown migraines. We call these hormonal headaches. If this sounds like you, be sure to stay tuned because we have natural ways to balance your hormones and eliminate those unbearable headaches. So, Leah, here's another type of headache that many people experience. Let's just say it's a weekend night. It's Friday night, for example. Right. You get home from work and you just you look around the kitchen. You don't want to. This is like my kitchen was last night. It was a mess. (laughs) Nothing was thought out. Right. I'll tell you what I did. I went to Byerly's and I got a rotisserie chicken. That is a, that is a good so, answer to that right. problem. Um, 
you know, but I think some people might go. You're tired. You don't want to cook. Fast food takeout or pizza takeout. The next morning, you know, that person might feel like they're flat on their back. They don't know what hit them. They have an excruciating migraine just after simple takeout pizza or Chinese or something like that. Right, right. Has that ever happened to you? And you're wondering, how did this scenario happen? Yeah. There's really a lot of causes, and there are just as many solutions, though. So we kind of have our work cut out for us today we because we want to give you solutions to these all these different uh, types of headaches. Right. And first, let's talk about the sinus headaches because it's pretty, it's pretty comprehensive. Uh, typically, when you are experiencing a sinus headache, the tissues in the sinuses have become inflamed, which create a pressure and often result in extreme pain. You know, I explained to my clients that this situation is very similar to having a sprained ankle. When your sinuses get inflamed, the tissues swell up like a sprained ankle, and sometimes, just like a sprained ankle, it can become very painful. And with sinus inflammation, the first step is going to be to get rid of the source of the inflammation. Right. Get to the root of it. Exactly. And so... The first thing that we often suggest is to eliminate dairy products from the diet. That Yes. Would you agree? Uh, I mean, number one. Working with clients. Mm-hmm. So I always encourage my clients to stop drinking milk. Yep. Also to eliminate things like cheese, cottage cheese, yogurt, and ice cream. It's these dairy products that cause a lot of excess mucus. Right. They can also cause dark circles under the eyes. That's an indicator of a food sensitivity. That's right. So, and I found that for some of my clients, you know, they, they're eating low-fat ice cream. They yeah. probably think maybe that's a better choice. Right. Because they've heard low-fat is better. You know, low-fat ice cream contains more sugar. Yes. And it has skim milk. And so the sugar content is actually higher. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, that can and lead... more inflammatory. Right? Exactly. I was just yeah. going to say that. That's going to lead to more inflammation, yeah. more headaches. Right. Um, And similar, you know, a skim milk latte would also cause sinus inflammation. Those are pretty popular. They really are. (laughs) You know, they're everywhere at the coffee shop. So it's best to eliminate all dairy products. And, you know, people might be shocked to hear that soy is not a great substitution when we're talking about like a latte. Right. And that's often what is the next go to. Right. People think, okay, well, I'm not going to have dairy. And then they might go to the coffee shop and get, order a soy milk latte. Right. You know, soy is also an inflammatory type of a food and can also cause inflammation and sinus problems. So we would say avoid the dairy, avoid the soy. Yep. There are other alternatives. Like what? What would you do alternatively? I'll tell you what I do. Okay. What you do. Sure. I mean, first of all, you know, caffeine itself may be a trigger. Yes. Um, If... If we know that caffeine is not a trigger, you could certainly have, I just have coffee and I put full fat, heavy whipping cream yeah, in it. Yeah, that's great. Or you could put coconut oil or MCT oil. Yep. yep, that's great. Yeah, and I often will do another option maybe would be coconut milk, canned coconut milk I use sure. in my coffee. That's, sure, and that's a great non-dairy substitute yeah, that's also not the, soy. <laughs> exactly, yep, yep, that's right, yep. And the next step that the nutritionists at Nutritional Weight and Wellness usually recommend is to replace the inflammatory foods with non-inflammatory foods. So that means replacing 
bread, bagels, crackers, cereal, cookies, candies, and cakes with low-sugar fruits such as berries, honeydew melon, peaches, and, of course, vegetables. A typical meal that I might recommend to you would be maybe having grilled steak and asparagus. And this is what I had winter squash last night. Winter squash with butter. Oh, I bet that was delicious. Super yummy. You know, and a half a cup of blueberries rather than a grilled cheese sandwich, chips, and soda. These, with these brisk fall temperatures right now, this is a really good time to make soup, right? right. I mean, get I've the crock pot going, get soup. the soup on the stove. Yes. And one soup that I made this week was the chicken wild rice soup recipe. Oh, that's that we a had. really great yes. recipe. It's on our, by the way, that's on our website, weightandwellness.com. Yes. And in our cookbook, too, the Weight and Wellness Way cookbook I have at home. Uh, and it, really, this is such a great anti inflammatory meal and so filling and hearty in the fall. I love it. So check those that out. That sounds great, Leah. And I like the idea of the squash as well. That's oh, pretty yeah. simple because you just put it in the oven and bake and you can kind of forget about it. Right, right, right. Well, you know, it's break time. Is it already? It All right. is. All right. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, when you look in the mirror, you know, as you're getting ready for work or for school, what do you see? Do you see a face full of wrinkles or breakouts? What could be causing the wrinkles to appear? Today, we want to give you some simple tips for skin health. We, when we come back from break, Cara and I will be sharing several possible reasons for wrinkles and some solutions. Now, next week on Dishing Up Nutrition, we have a very important show. We are looking at the relationship of food and nutrition to teenage anxiety and depression. And I encourage parents and grandparents of teens to tune in and take notes. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. We are talking about natural solutions for headaches today. I'm Kara Carper, and I'm here with Leah Wetzel, and we're both licensed nutritionists. What are some lifestyle habits? Oh, I should say, before we go back into our headache topic, Leah, before break, was talking about wrinkles. So I just have a question you know, what are some lifestyle habits that can cause wrinkles? So one thing that comes to mind is caffeine. Yeah. And if you're getting too much caffeine, whether it's from coffee, tea, or chocolate, you might be dehydrating your skin, leaving it dry and wrinkled. Mm-hmm. We would suggest drinking 8 to 10 glasses of water per day as part of a wrinkle prevention plan. That's huge. It I really is. Hydration. Yes. You know, your skin needs to be well hydrated to, to look well mm-hmm. and to be well, right? Yes, and I think that we all know that smoking leads to, to wrinkles. Nicotine in cigarettes or even in nicotine gum reduces the blood flow to the skin, destroying the elasticity, which can lead to wrinkles. To help prevent wrinkles from appearing, it's best to stop smoking and to give up the nicotine gum. Exactly. Yeah. So caffeine and nicotine. Yes. Not both good for culprits. the face. Yes. Yep. For the skin. Right. So, all right. I just want to, you know, encourage you, if you have a question today, to call us live in the studio at 651-641-1071. We'd be happy to take your calls. And kind of jumping back Back. into headaches, Headaches, we were really, we're starting to focus on sinus headaches. We'll be talking about migraines and hormonal headaches, but for now we're talking about sinus headaches. Yep. 
and they really stem from inflammation. That's right. That's the root of it. Yes. Whatever headache, it's inflammation. That's, that's a great point. Whatever headache it is, it stems from inflammation. Yes. So we had discussed replacing, getting rid of inflammatory foods for sinus headaches. Right. Um, another step that I recommend to reduce sinus inflammation, it's a great supplement. And Leah, I don't know if you knew this, but I I don't really get headaches. I'm yep. very fortunate. But I take this supplement called Natural Dehist. Yep. And I've been taking that for about 15 years. Wow. And it's the only thing that allowed me to get off of my... Um, your, My regular use of Claritin. Yes. Yeah, so you're natu- the the regular antihist- over-the-counter antihistamines. Right. That's awesome. So I was able to stop that because those all have side effects and they're very exactly. drying and everything. Yep. So now I take this dehist, which is a natural antihistamine. It promotes healthy nasal and sinus passages. Yep. It contains quercetin, bromelain, stinging nettles, and N-acetylcysteine. So these are all great natural antihistamines and anti-inflammatory herbs that clear nasal passages. So, you know, I, t- I just get up in the morning and I take two every day. Yeah, every day. That's kind all of year. a maintenance dose. Oh, yeah. Great. If I'm having more sinus congestion, yeah. you can take more. And there's, you know, I would suggest anyone with sinus issues take a loading dose. Yes. And it's on the bottle. They label it on the bottle. That's right. So it does have good instructions yep. on the bottle. And it's, um, I would take six per day. Yes. You know, you could take two, three times a day. And then after doing that for about a week or so, you can just kind of go back to what I do, like two as maintenance. Exactly. And usually two, what I recommend for clients who maybe have lots of problems, let's say maybe they have fall allergies or they have spring allergies and they have a general time frame where they kind of know things settle in uh, mm-hmm. with their allergies is if they could do the loading dose maybe a little bit before, like a week or so before, or two weeks before, that helps their body mm-hmm. build up their their strength to help uh, combat histamines and their a great idea and just be really proactive yeah, if you kind of know find, that it's coming. Yes. And so then when you get in the swing of the high allergen season, you go to that maintenance dose and it's very supportive and keeps sure. their allergies away. Yeah. But I love that dehist. It's such I a great too. alternative. You know, some people get stuck on their antihistamines right. all the year. The Sudafed, the yes, Claritin. Claritin. I, I do have a quick testimonial. Great. For, Let's hear it, about it. It's actually um, my neighbor, and she suffers from chronic sinus headaches. And so bad. I So this past year, she had a sinus headache so bad that she missed a week of work. Wow. And we and hear stories like this, right? We do. Yes. Yeah. And I happened clients. to hear about it. And I said, you know, I texted her and I said, you know, I have this great product because I keep dehis. So I brought some over to her in a, a Ziploc bag. Oh, and so I nice just suggested that she take six per day. Yep. So she's so funny. Right away, she took six all at once. Oh. She was desperate. Yes. I would suggest maybe spreading Dividing that out. Dividing up two, 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 yes. <laughs> but it, she didn't get sick or anything. Yep. And she <laughs> she said, oh, my gosh, like, it, this is the best I felt all week. Oh, that's amazing. And she was able to go back to work the next day. That's awesome. So I really highly recommend dehist. Yes, that's a great for sinus headaches. That's mm-hmm. a great thing to try, especially with allergy related sinus headaches. You know, our next recommendation is to add a homeopathic formula called Aquaflora. 
which is designed to reduce symptoms of overgrowth of yeast known as Candida albicans that can lead to sinus congestion. This is an easy homeopathic remedy to use. We recommend to do two tablespoons in water before breakfast. I generally start my clients out on the aquaflora phase one. They have different phases of, of the aquaflora. And that is a great place to start and do that for one month. Then have them follow up with phase two for one month. And for most people, the sinus headaches are a thing of the past. You know, however, if you need additional help, one of our nutritionists at Nutritional Weight and Wellness is available by appointment, either in person or also by phone or Skype. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, no one person is the same. So we are really helpful for finding that individual support. Yep. Great suggestion. And like you said, you know, if you... Uh, are not local. Yep. We do phone and Skype appointments all the time. Right. So, so we're going to go into another area here. Um, some women, and it, it's especially women who are in perimenopause yes. or menopause. Yep. They experience what are called hormonal headaches or hormonal migraines. Yep. This is really a true indicator of a hormonal imbalance. Um, usually, it indicates an excess of the hormone called estrogen, and at the same time. It it indicates um, a deficiency of the hormone called progesterone. Right. And it's a well-known fact that when women no longer ovulate, they no longer produce progesterone. And the hormone progesterone, it's really considered the calming hormone. Yes, right. It's an anti-inflammatory hormone. It's, an, it's a hormone that aids in sleep. It's very relaxing. On the flip side, the hormone estrogen is more inflammatory. Estrogen can actually create a feeling of being kind of wired. It can cause some restless nights and restless sleep, anxiety, nervous feelings, and migraine headaches exactly. as well. That's right. That's right. Uh, as nutritionists, we know that taking omega-6 fatty acids in the form of evening primrose oil or GLA can help balance the estrogen-progesterone ratio that often occurs in perimenopause or menopause. And usually when women are experiencing migraines, a more potent intervention may be needing to occur, such as detoxing excess estrogens or adding a supplement of natural progesterone. You know, and usually Mm -hmm. I recommend... Maybe both of those things. That's right. Yeah. And we can talk more about this, too, after our our next break. Yeah, should we go to break and then come back and talk about the toxic estrogens? Yeah, that would be great. It's a huge topic we need to cover today for sure. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, and we are discussing the uh, nutritional ways to reduce frequency of headaches. Whether you are struggling with sinus headaches or hormonal headaches, or just getting headaches after eating processed foods containing MSG, nitrates, or food chemicals. If you have questions for us today, please call us in the studio at 651-641-1071. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. So we've been talking on break about wrinkles. Yep. And if you're trying to avoid wrinkles, we have some additional tips for you. Alcohol can promote wrinkles because alcohol also dehydrates the skin, kind of like caffeine, and it increases the risk of developing wrinkles. So when you drink excessive amounts of alcohol, the blood vessels and capillaries become permanently dilated and they give you kind of a flushed looking face. 
And after years of drinking, the facial flushing actually doesn't always go away. Yeah, isn't that interesting? You know what else causes wrinkles to appear on your face? What? A poor diet. That makes sense. Yeah. People who follow a low-fat or low-protein diet and a low-protein diet often experience poor skin health and more wrinkles. One sure way to see more wrinkles on your face is when you cut beneficial fats out of your diet. Because you are uh, following a low-fat diet, and a low-fat diet will lead to dry skin and wrinkles because your skin needs beneficial Mm -hmm. fat to be healthy. Most people need at least a tablespoon of good fat at every meal and snack. Fat that supports your skin and health are, you know, good examples are like butter, coconut oil, olive oil, olives, avocados, nuts, and nut butters. Your skin cells renew about every 30 days, and to help regenerate your skin cells, you need sufficient protein, good fats, and a variety of vegetables. So if somebody was eating low fat, they could, essentially, they could start eating healthy fats, and within a month, notice a difference, just from hydrating and eating healthy fats. But also, eating too many sweets, too many processed carbohydrates can cause wrinkles, the average person eats one and a half pounds of candy wow. around Halloween. And after eating all that candy and all those sugary treats, yep. processed carbohydrates, you know, this isn't going to happen just in like one, one Halloween. Yeah, but right. over time, you know, people start to notice they're having more wrinkles, they're having more acne, things like that. Yeah. And another thing is drinking soda. Fruit juice drinks, energy drinks, or chocolate milk may cause wrinkles. The best drink for good skin health and to avoid wrinkles is water. Again, water is so mm-hmm. important for we skin. We can't emphasize that enough. Yep. <laughs> drink 8 to 10 glasses of filtered water every day. Lastly, when you're not sleeping enough, your skin really misses out on that important rejuvenation process that occurs from sleeping. and. Yep. A lack of sleep, and we we know that that can lead to bags under the eyes, but also an increase in wrinkles. So bottom line is, you know, we have to have hydration, good nutrition, and sleep to have great skin. That's right. Well, Cara, we have a few callers on the line. All right. Let's take some. We'll take Kathy. Kathy, thanks for calling Dishing Up Nutrition. You have a question for us today? I do. I have a question. Um... So I'm new to the program, and it was saying something about, um, like, healthy fats and, like, butter and things like that. Yeah. So I'm trying to switch to that. Great. But then I hear sometimes you're supposed to get rid of milk, but milk makes butter, so it's a little confused on that. Right. So uh, when we look at the dairy products, when we look at the least inflammatory, uh, that would be butter. You know, butter is just pretty much that dietary fat. Uh, So it doesn't have, like milk, it doesn't have a lot of the high inflammatory proteins like casein or milk sugars like lactose. And so even people that have, uh, are sensitive to dairy, like I'm sensitive to dairy, I can tolerate a good quality. I usually go for like a good grass-fed butter. Uh, And it it works really well and it's a great, great fat. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah. butter's okay, but milk still is milk. Like I got, I switched to the the whole milk Great. instead of the low fat because you guys said there's a lot of sugar in that. Yes, um, that's the best that it, comes. Is in the, I would say an organic whole fat. Okay, so is milk? Because if I'm just drinking water, is milk then an okay drink? I don't 
seem to have any sensitivity to it? If you don't have any sensitivity, you know, I would say, you know, and like I said, when I said organic, it's uh, the reason why is because, uh, and you know, we want a whole fat, and when we have uh, fat. In, in a milk product, uh, the way the animal is raised, so if it had you know, residues of antibiotics or, or hormones, it gets in the fat. And so if we okay. could do a hormone-free or, you know, or if it, ideally organic whole milk, if you did like a cup of that a day, I think it would be fine if you don't have any mm-hmm. dairy sensitivities. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Great Thanks for calling. Have a great day. All right, one more caller? Yeah, All sounds right. good. Jen, Jen, thanks for calling Dishing Up Nutrition. You have a question today for us? Yes, I do. I'm a 50-year-old um, woman who was diagnosed with breast cancer a year ago, and I've completed my chemo and radiation. And my particular cancer is what they call triple positive. Okay. And one of the requirements that they've provided to me is I can't have estrogen. Right. So now I'm obviously going through menopause and I can't use the estrogen replacements or even some of the natural estrogen replacements. So I'm having hot flashes during the day more than nighttime. But I am having a hard time sleeping as well. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering, are there any natural things I can take that don't contain estrogen that could help with some of these symptoms? Yes. Or any foods that you suggest that could help Great. Yeah, I, with some of these symptoms? I'm really glad that you called today. Um, one, number one, I would say for sleep, uh, and especially we want to avoid anything... Um, you know, and I think that would be great, you know, any, you know, any sort of hormone replacement. I really like magnesium, um, magnesium glycinate, uh, magnesium is the mineral that helps our bodies relax and it's involved in a lot of different processes internally. And one is to help our body relax and sleep can also be very helpful for, uh, regulating hot flashes and blood sugar. Uh, and so, I would, you know, generally where I start people off, you know, with a good quality magnesium glycinate is 200 to 400 milligrams. And you could you maybe even go up higher. Some people need to take, you know, 600, you know, plus. I think Dar will put people on 800 or more mm-hmm. if they need to. Uh, but the diet, and maybe Car can talk a little bit about this. The diet mm-hmm. can also be a huge place of support mm-hmm. naturally. Yeah, yeah definitely. Okay. So, and Jen, sorry to hear about your diagnosis. Yes. Um First of all, I think an appointment, if you haven't already made an appointment, we could really help you just, you know, individually tackle this and put together a meal plan for you that would support your symptoms. But, you know, just keep in mind that high carbohydrate foods, like sugars, pasta, pasta, bagels, things like that, alcohol, caffeine, those things are all going to increase hot flashes and night sweats. Yep. So you really want to have a balanced diet of good quality proteins and healthy fats and vegetable, mostly vegetable carbohydrates with some mm-hmm. fruits yes, and be okay. eating frequently. And I think that alone will help to decrease. Yes. Um, unless you're already doing exactly that. You know, I think if you get to that point, that will help you decrease your night sweats and hot flashes. Yeah. Well, I what I did notice during treatment is I I was following a lot of those suggestions where I started drinking water like it was my job. Mm-hmm. I cut out the pop <laughs> and the coffee. Good. It didn't sound good. 
And now that things have kind of calmed down, you know, with the treatments, it's easy to fall back. Oh, totally. Totally. I think you guys are right on the money, you know, with the suggestions. Yep. Yep. Um, We probably have more tools in the toolbox as well. You know, like I think some liver support. Yeah. Natural liver support could help you to detox some of the toxic estrogens. Those are things we kind of look at individually. Yeah, you know, but like, we'd want to sit down with But you. even that basic, I have had clients who have noticed a huge difference with dietary changes and maybe a little magnesium. Mm-hmm. So that's where I would focus. Yeah. Thank, thank you so thank much you for, for calling. calling. All right. Uh, should we get back into yes, our topic? Yes, we have topic? a few minutes to a- talk about the, go back into the hormonal migraines. That was what we were left off with. Yeah, and Leah, you had mentioned that, you know, this is kind of timely after her call, is detoxing excess estrogens. And, you know, she called about breast cancer, but her, that condition is also estrogen, (laughs) excess estrogen related. So these hormonal migraines can be excess estrogen related. So we had mentioned adding in natural progesterone cream at the same time as detoxing estrogens. We're going to talk more about some tools for that. Um, But, you know, if you have either stopped ovulating or you're ovulating just a few times a year, biochemically, you're no longer making progesterone. Exactly. So I would have a client in this category of perimenopause or menopause take a quarter to a half teaspoon of natural progesterone cream at bedtime. Mm-hmm. Progesterone is that calming, relaxing hormone. And by using this, many women will no longer have hormonal migraines. Right. It, it can be that simple for some women. Yep. There are times when we need to use progesterone cream and at the same time support the liver in detoxifying the extra estrogens. Right. Um, and I don't know if we have time to, to talk about this now, but we, you know, after break, let's, let's pick that up. You want to talk more about like excess estrogens and where they're coming from? Yes. That would be great. Yep. Uh, you were listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. I just wanted to remind our listeners that we have a very important seminar coming up on Saturday, November 18th called the food connection to ADHD. If you're looking at how you can eat to have better focus and concentration, this really is the seminar for you. If you have a child or grandchild to be wanting to be more attentive in school or at home, this is the class for you. You get concrete ideas that you can put into practice. When your brain works right, you work right. Call 651-699-3438 to sign up or to get more information. For us in the studio, give us a call if you have questions at 651-641-1071. Hey, Cravings, what's up? Not you, because I'm taking you down. Oh, didn't see that coming? Because I've always buckled under your pressure? Well, this is my house now. So bring it, ice cream. You want a piece of me cake? I see you in the pantry, potato chips. See, this super chick got herself to nutritional weight and wellness and learned that cravings aren't a willpower thing, more like a blood sugar, mineral deficiency, digestive thing. And eating in balance slays the beast. Animal protein. Healthy fats. Vegetable carbs. The Temptation Taming Trifecta. Make you shrink and me shine. Do I feel deprived? (laughs) Not when I'm armed with my nutritional weight and wellness num-num chucks. So step off, cravings, or I'll swing you into oblivion. (laughs) 
guess I better clean this up. Learn how to conquer your cravings with the Nutrition for Weight Loss program at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, on-site or online. Visit weightandwellness.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. During today's show, we've been talking about lifestyle habits that can cause wrinkles. This is what we're talking about on break. Our topic is yeah. headaches. Yeah. <laughs> um, but here are just, uh, it's a recap of solutions to help you have healthy, wrinkle-free skin. Great. Drink water, 8 to 10 glasses per day. Really eat those healthy fats. Yep. Butter, olive oil, coconut oil, avocados, nuts, nut butter. You want to be getting in healthy protein, 3 to 4 ounces. Yep. Four, at least four times per day. Yep. You know, eggs, salmon, beef, chicken, turkey. Great sources. Take those essential fatty acids like evening primrose oil or GLA yep. to keep that skin hydrated. Another essential fatty acid would be omega-3 fish oil right. to reduce inflammation. And, you know, we talk about a lot of this in our Nutrition for Weight Loss series as well. And people have great results from taking our Nutrition for Weight Loss with their skin. Right. You know, they say it helps everything, including their skin. <laughs> yes. Right. That's great. That's great advice. Thanks, Cara. Yeah, you bet. So, we have a really patient caller online. Okay. Donna, thanks for calling Dishing Up Nutrition. You have a question about MSG? Yeah, I was in a restaurant last night, and I thought I was eating, you know, healthy. You know, I, I got a fajita, uh, fajitas and, you know, the vegetables. And yeah. The, and then I got home, and my mouth was oh, terrible. yes. I'm, my question is, I mean, do restaurants have to tell you if you ask if they are putting MSG in things, or can you ask you know, I don't want MSG or yeah. how does that work? You can ask. Uh, I don't know if they're going to outright tell you. Um, you know, it won't be, it definitely won't be labeled on anything probably. But I ask when I go in. And typically, you know, if I'm in, in, in that type of situation, you know, I steer towards, if possible, to do like a stir fry. Because uh, that definitely something freshly made can be made away from MSG and MSG. Yeah, it was a, a really important topic of today as it can be a trigger from inflammation. And some people, um, you know, have allergic reactions and or get migraines from MSG. So and I and I specifically ask, uh, can this be made without MSG or I Sometimes we'll ask what on your menu uh, can be made or is made without MSG. And a lot of restaurants now around the Twin Cities will uh, be able to direct you somewhere. But, yeah, it's unfortunate, but we kind of have to be our own detectives on those menus. Mm -hmm. So legally, do they have to tell you if you ask? I don't know the legality behind that. But people have, I mean, it's something that people can have serious allergic reactions to. Right. So. Yeah. Um, I think that a lot of them are mindful uh, and uh, aware of that and uh, ho hopefully helpful um, okay. in directing you other other choices. But, okay. yeah, that's a bummer. I'm sorry you didn't have a good outing. Okay. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for calling. All right, so should we get into just briefly talking about what environmental estrogens yes. are? Yes. Uh, because that's something we were saying that could lead to this whole excess estrogen right. situation. The hormonal migraines, yes. Right. So in addition to using progesterone cream yep. to kind of offset excess estrogen, we really want to detox those estrogens. Yes. They're coming from the environment. So I'm just going to give a couple examples. When we, when we say environmental estrogens, you know, that's kind of a confusing term. Yes. But that can be from 
pesticides in our food. Right, right. right? Or cosmetics or or personal care products. Like, yeah, they might contain parabens, for example. Exactly, exactly. Could be the plastic water bottles that contain BPA. BPA. It's good to get away from plastics in general. Right. Or like things like dryer sheets or detergents. Exactly. Laundry detergents. How about that uh, fertilizer that gets sprayed on the lawn? Yeah. So we're really all exposed in some level to um, to some form of these what we call xenoestrogen or environmental estrogens. Exactly. Yeah. So it's those things. Also, birth control pills. Yes. Hormone replacement therapy. And of course, eating too much sugar and too many unhealthy fats and oils. Yes. So Leah... What would help getting rid of excess estrogens caused from all those things we just mentioned? You know, surprisingly, vegetables really help the liver detox these excess estrogens, you know, especially the cruciferous vegetables such as broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, cabbage and kale, spinach and beet greens really also help detoxify the liver. And we really encourage you to eat one of those vegetables at each meal and let the natural process of detoxing occur, especially for like our caller around uh, recovery from breast cancer. Oh, great suggestion for that this her. Is, when we yeah. talked about those vegetables to support their, her body on recover, these are mm-hmm. the ones we really want to eat a lot of. You know, spinach sauteed in olive oil and butter, you know, with a couple eggs and a half a cup of sweet potato really would be an excellent estrogen detoxing mm-hmm. breakfast. And we have a great uh, protein shake recipe at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. It's on our website, weightandwellness.com, and it contains protein powder, coconut milk, the full-fat yes. coconut milk in the can. Yep. And another ingredient is dynamic greens. I love those dynamic greens. I do, too. And it's a greens drink mm-hmm. with, it contains the equivalent of 20 servings of fruits and vegetables. Right. As far as, like, antioxidants. That's excellent. That's So excellent. that's yeah. a great, just gentle, natural way to detox as excess with estrogens, the like in a shake for breakfast. Oh, yes. That's great. You know, another recommendation we often give is a supplement for metagenics called Estrofactors. This supplement was designed to support the liver's ability to detox estrogens. I suggest taking one tablet with each meal for a few months. When detoxing excess estrogens, it's really best to work in person or via phone or Skype with a nutritionist. Most of our clients are free of hormonal migraines within you know, one or two months. Definitely well worth the effort of changing your nutrition to change your life. And if you're experiencing a migraine after eating Chinese yeah, takeout. Yeah, like our caller. I know. It's about... a very timely I know, call about right. MSG because we were going to talk about that today anyway. So, you know, you, you would find MSG, which is monosodium glutamate. Yep. And that's actually a flavor enhancer that's used in a lot of processed foods right. or restaurant foods. Yep. So think like frozen meals, canned soup. Yep. A lot of the boxed meals, Fast foods, things yep. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, even like commercially made salad dressings. Some blended seasonings. Oh, yes. Yeah. Exactly. So you want to know those hidden words for MSG. There are a lot of different ones. You can look it up online. Like natural yeah. flavors, mm-hmm. for example, could right. be MSG. Right, right, right. Yeah. And when we look at the research about migraines and MSG, 
Some research shows that MSG can cause migraines. Exactly. Um, other research is not as conclusive. So what would you say, Leah? Well, you know, I, I think this is a great reference. Dr. Vincent Martin, the professor of the Department of Internal Medicine at the University of Cincinnati College of Medicine, says that a trigger for migraines is MSG. You know, he also says that the other triggers could be nitrates. Alcohol, especially wine with the sulfites, mm-hmm. and even coffee. And so nitrates <clears throat> would be found in, that's a meat preservative, yep. right? Like commonly bacon, mm-hmm. sausage, hot dogs, yep. deli meat, unless you find nitrate free. Exactly. Yep. So and that's available in a lot of places. So if you really want to get rid of your migraines, which I'm sure you do if you're listening, we encourage you to be cooking real food at home. Yes. Avoiding the sulfites in wine, avoiding the nitrates in processed meats, avoiding the MSG in other processed foods. Exactly. When you cook at home, you know what you're you're having, right? Right. And, you know, we understand that all of those ingredients, sulfites in wine, nitrates and MSG, may be a problem for some people. But we're not saying it's a problem for everyone. Right. Um, research actually finds that these I, these things can be more of a problem for women. Yes. And I suspect that this is due to the fact that women tend to, well, we definitely have more estrogen than men. Right. And so there's just more inflammation with the already existing estrogen. Yeah, that's right. You know, and so, you know, we really help support our clients for helping their bodies heal and really what helps their body recover for cases like this when you're really sensitive is the digestive system needs support. And we usually often recommend bifidobacteria Several times uh, a day, you know, to really help be people become less reactive to these foods. Uh, and glu- gluten and dairy, people oftentimes will have sensitivities to those foods. You know, to be on the safe side, I usually recommend bifidobacteria two to three times a day and avoiding all processed foods. Mm-hmm. Well, I wish you know, we had more time know, to talk about I this. Know. <laughs> Our goal at Nutritional Weight and Wellness is to help each and every person experience better health through eating real food. It is simple yet powerful message. Eating real food is life changing. Thank you everyone today for tuning in. Be sure to tune in next week when we talk about anxiety yes. and teens and I'll be back on with be Shelby. So everyone have a great week. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please share your favorite episodes with a friend or leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Product statements have not been evaluated by the FDA.